March 21st. Our Bible reading today in the New Testament will come from the book of Luke, chapter 4, verse 31, and we'll go through chapter 5, verse 11. Here in the book of Luke, chapter 4, beginning at verse 31, we'll read about the healer. You know, Jesus fulfilled his commission by bringing healing and deliverance to the poor and needy by the authority of his word. Had he not overcome the devil privately, well, Jesus could not have defeated him publicly. Same is true in our lives. While the preaching of the word was his major ministry, Jesus had compassion on the sick and he healed them. We may not have the power to heal, but he does. And we can comfort and assist those who are needy. And we can do it all in Jesus' name. You know, Jesus responds to submission. It's not enough to believe in God. People say, oh yes, I believe in the Lord. Well, that's not really the question. The question is, who is Jesus Christ to you? Is he your Lord? Do you bow to him? Do you submit your will, the totality of your life to the Lordship of Christ? That's the real question. Now, if you had fished all night and caught nothing, would you be getting ready to go fishing again, go out there and try it again? Well, one reason Jesus called several fishermen to be his disciples was that they never quit. Peter may have thought he knew more about fishing than Jesus did, but he did what Jesus commanded, and the Lord honored his obedient faith. See, no failure is final, if you come to the Lord for a new start. And now let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. March 21st, Luke chapter 4, verse 31 through chapter 5, verse 11. Then Jesus went to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and taught there in the synagogue every Sabbath day. There, too, the people were amazed at the things he said, because he spoke with authority. Once, when he was in the synagogue, a man possessed by a demon began shouting at Jesus, Go away! Why are you bothering us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One sent from God. Jesus cut him short. Be silent, he told the demon. Come out of the man. The demon threw the man to the floor as the crowd watched. Then it left him without hurting him further. Amazed, the people exclaimed, What authority and power this man's words possess! Even evil spirits obey him and flee at his command. The story of what he had done spread like wildfire throughout the whole region. After leaving the synagogue that day, Jesus went to Simon's home, where he found Simon's mother-in-law very sick with a high fever. Please heal her, everyone begged. Standing at her bedside, he spoke to the fever, rebuking it, and immediately her temperature returned to normal. She got up at once and prepared a meal for them. As the sun went down that evening, people throughout the village brought sick family members to Jesus. No matter what their diseases were, the touch of his hand healed every one. Some were possessed by demons, and the demons came out at his command, shouting, "'You are the Son of God!' But because they knew he was the Messiah, he stopped them and told them to be silent. Early the next morning, Jesus went out into the wilderness. The crowds searched everywhere for him. And when they finally found him, 
They begged him not to leave them. But he replied, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God in other places too, because that is why I was sent. So he continued to travel around, preaching in synagogues throughout Judea. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper, and let down your nets, and you will catch many fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, we'll try again. And this time their nets were so full they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, please leave me. I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. For he was awestruck by the size of their catch, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. And Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So if you're living a life uh, where you're just kind of going, yeah, I can't do this, I can't do it. It's, it's, it's a lack of belief in God in that type of life, the Bible says. It's impossible to please Him without the kind of faith that these people had. And when you read Hebrews 11, their faith was not just something that was internal, that no one could see. Their faith manifests itself in action, where they said, you know, I'm going to head this direction because I know God will come through for me. And He always has. He always will. My God is faithful. He'll be with me always as long as I'm out there making disciples and teaching everyone to obey everything that God commanded. And so I, I really want you to think about this. Um, and and I, I wanted to make sure I clarified that about my thinking. Because I'm scared. There's times when I'm scared. Do you realize that 10 years ago, 10 years ago, I was at a mayor's prayer breakfast out here in Simi Valley. And Keith Phillips from World Impact spoke. First time I'd ever heard of him. And it was at a time in my life when I thought, Lord, I would go anywhere for you. And he started talking about the inner city. And I remember hearing him that morning and going, I don't think I could do that. I can't do that. And I remember just crying at the end of the message because I thought I had surrendered my life to God. And I remember going up to Keith and going, I, I thought I would do anything for Jesus, but not move to the inner city. Like, I, I'm just not there. And, and I didn't have a peace about that. That's why I was crying at the time, because I don't want to be a person who's scared of something. I don't want to have something I'm holding on to, and I knew it wasn't right. And I just began praying and asked Keith, would you help me with this? Because I don't want there to be a place on the earth that I wouldn't go.
And I just think it's interesting that now I'm thinking that's probably where I'm going to end up. And I'm, I'm cool with it because it's the grace of God and I've seen how he's come through in so many ways. So I want you to understand all you're seeing up here is a human being just trying to process through things, praying through things, reading the Bible and going, man, this seems to make sense. It seems to square with scripture. I'm about 80% sure. I feel more peace going than staying. And so I'm making a decision and I'm going. And is there fear? Absolutely. I'm human. Um, but there's a confidence because I've seen God come through in the past. And I want to be a person who lives by faith. That doesn't play it comfortable. It doesn't play it safe. I don't see anyone in scripture that's lifted up for playing it safe. It's those who live by faith. And, and, and life's short, isn't it? And isn't it going faster and faster? I was talking to a guy in the gym yesterday or the day before. And, uh, and, and, and he goes, you know, we we're talking about life. And, and I'm trying to, you know, explain to this guy what it means to follow Jesus and to give your life to him. And, and we just talked about life and how it's just passing. And, and he made this comment. He goes, you know, my mom told me when I was younger, she says, you know, when you're 10, you're going to feel like life is moving at about 10 miles an hour. It can't go fast enough. Then when you're 20, it speeds up. And it seems like time goes faster. Now you're going 20 miles an hour. When you're 40, you're going, wow, life seems to be moving pretty quickly. And then some of you guys are right at the speed limit, you know. <laughs> some are in the fast lane. See a couple of you that should be on the Audubon. You know, it's just... It's just, whoa, you know, your 50s, your 60s, your 70s, it just goes faster, doesn't it? Psalm chapter 64, verses 1 through 10. For the choir director, a psalm of David. O God, listen to my complaint. Do not let my enemies' threats overwhelm me. Protect me from the plots of the wicked, from the scheming of those who do evil. Sharp tongues are the swords they wield. Bitter words are the arrows they aim. They shoot from ambush at the innocent, attacking suddenly and fearlessly. They encourage each other to do evil and plan how to set their traps. Who will ever notice, they ask. As they plot their crimes, they say, We have devised the perfect plan. Yes, the human heart and mind are cunning, but God himself will shoot them down. Suddenly his arrows will pierce them. Their own words will be turned against them, destroying them. All who see it happening will shake their heads in scorn. Then everyone will stand in awe, proclaiming the mighty acts of God, realizing all the amazing things he does. The godly will rejoice in the Lord and find shelter in him. And those who do what is right will praise him. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 22. A woman who is beautiful but lacks discretion is like a gold ring in a pig's snout. <laughs>